I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Welcome back to the Vulnerability Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Donnelly, and today I have with me Ellie Fabra, who is a registered health and nutrition counselor, and I am so excited. I stumbled upon her Instagram page, honestly, by accident, but what I really loved was just the holistic approach, and as I got to know Ellie and we talked a little bit, she shared so many amazing things about her background, her story, and why she got started and passionate about what she does. So welcome, Ellie. Hello, Marisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with you today. Of course. Such an honor to have you come and talk to us. Um, So I want to start just by asking you a little bit about who you are and what you do, just so my audience can kind of get a sense of what it means to be in your industry and why you're passionate about it. So why don't you start just telling us a little bit about what you do? Well, I'm a registered health and nutrition counselor, but I specialize more in the holistic aspect of it all. Holistic means that you look at everything like a whole. Imagine that your body is a symphony. If the first violin is out of tune, the whole symphony is going to sound all funny and out of whack. It's the same with the body. I see the body as an integrative thing, like I don't see people as separate systems. I take a look at everything that's going on with people, how they eat, how they sleep, how are their stress levels, how is their gut and digestion, and all of those things that come into play into allowing you to have optimal health. I love that metaphor of the symphony because, you know, I think traditionally health and medicine, it's like when you have a problem, you go and you try to figure out the answer to that problem. But I've seen a shift recently where people are trying to do a whole body approach. And in my industry, being a teacher and a writer, that's something that I'm always pushing with students is like, well, let's educate the student as a whole. Let's talk about all these different things going on in the world from social issues to how to behave in social settings, et cetera. And it's like a whole student approach. So it's really refreshing to hear you say, you know, it's a whole body approach. Like we're not separate systems. Exactly, because sometimes we don't realize that things are connected to each other. Um, And a lot of what I do has to do with gut health. A lot of the illnesses that people experience have a root either in just very bad gut health or uh, nutritional deficiencies. In my experience, most of the illnesses that humans can experience can be managed, improved, or healed through proper nutritional therapy. Which is so fascinating because you would never think about how the things are interconnected. I have a whole personal connection to this that we can dive into in a little bit. But first I wanted to ask you, how did you get into this area? Like what inspired you to go the holistic route? Well, I had a very close call when I was 36. I was working in a remote area in Canada and um, I was flying a lot for work. And one night I woke up with a very intense pain in my right leg and I tried to get out of bed and I couldn't. I couldn't talk. My, my, talk, my speech was slurred. I had no balance whatsoever and I wasn't doing well. When they checked me out, they said, oh, it's just stress. She's doing fine. So they sent me home back to Montreal 
and it was like a whole bunch of, um, you know, like a battery of tests and testing here and testing that and MRIs and whatever. It turns out that I had a, I had a stroke, but because I was 36 and I was relatively healthy and skinny, they didn't recognize the signs at the beginning and I wasn't given the treatment that is um, the traditional approach for strokes. They give you a pill to, to minimize the, the effects of mm. the stroke. Um, and after that, my health just continued to deteriorate. I couldn't walk. I had, I had crutches. I had a walking cane. I couldn't see. I couldn't talk. It was a disaster. I had no body strength for about two years, give or take. And then one year after the stroke, I started getting non-epileptic seizures. That really threw my life completely out of whack. It was so terrible. You have no idea. Like, they would come and go like sometimes every day, sometimes like every two, three days, sometimes like once a week. And then I would have the aftermath of the seizures, which is very painful because you use all the energy of your muscles like in one go. So you're very um, in weak and you lose coordination. And it was affecting my um, cognitive ability as well. I couldn't read very well. Um, I was getting lost. I felt like an Alzheimer's patient. Like I would get out and go to the pharmacy, for example, and not remember my way back home. I would have to call my boyfriend and say, honey, can you come get me? I'm at the pharmacy. I really don't know where I am. I am lost. Can you come get me? So imagine being in your 30s and feeling this way. It's like a really overwhelming feeling when your body uh, gives up on you. And I saw all these specialists, I saw neurologists, neuropsychiatrists, all kinds of, um, I have downstairs, I probably have a few thousand pages worth of testing that was done to me and nobody was able to troubleshoot me. Um, wow. That's yeah, just... it, it, it was so like, oh my God, you have no idea. Um, I thought my life was over. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I really thought I, I was a write-off, honestly. And I never realized that I was going on with me had to do with my bad habits, bad stress management, and my nutrition. It was, it was like very depressing because the thing is that one, when you feel you lose control over your body, you're in pain all the time, and you don't see hope at the end of the tunnel, you will start to wonder like, how is my life gonna look like? I like I have a disability that I I cannot troubleshoot. Like, what am I gonna do with myself? So things started to change when I started dating my current partner. He was very much into natural medicine and he likes uh, everything green and natural because that's what he learned at home with his mother. And it was very hard for me when we started dating because he made me throw away like $3,000 worth of Lancome and Dior makeup and thought that I love because, you know, mm -hmm. so fancy, so beautiful. Oh my God. It was, and I was like resentful because I had to throw away my makeup. But that was the beginning of my journey into holism. So little by little, um, I had to, you know, like really hit rock bottom to decide that I wanted to change my life, that I didn't want to live like that. I didn't want to be lost. I didn't want to be in pain. I wanted to be able to recover my independence and, and be healthy. I was terribly overweight. I was like 45 pounds overweight. My thyroid was pretty much off, like hypothyroidism, like off the charts, I had all the neurological issues. I was very depressed. I had been on antidepressants for 10 years. Uh, I am also celiac, which throws everything else out of, out of um, kelter, right? Yeah. And I saw a naturopath and another one. And then I saw a nutritionist. And little by little, 
I realized that the little pieces of the puzzle were starting to come together. And I was like, oh, this is actually working. I feel better. Because at the time, I used to be on 10 different medications, right? And it wasn't working. Like, I didn't see any improvement. It was just like my health continued to deteriorate. So I, I was so happy with the results from the natural medicine that at some point I was spending a fortune paying for naturopaths and stuff. I'm like, I'm actually going to learn this stuff. So I went on a rampage and I read, I don't know, probably a few thousand hours of um, nutrition, herbalism, energy medicine, um, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, all kinds of different approaches to have more of like a 360 to understand how the mind works, how the body works, how, how, how is your energy system working, how the environment affects you. And like to be able to put together um, like a foolproof plan to troubleshoot myself. And by doing that, I've replicated the same system with other people and it works. Like I get, I hear things from people that are like unbelievable. People tell me like, oh my God, I've been in pain since I was 15 and it's gone. Or like my hair hasn't grown in forever. I have nails now. Oh my God, Ellie, I'm so happy. And it could be something small, but it could also be something bigger. Because I think one of the biggest gifts you can give someone is not to live in chronic pain, either physical or emotional, right? Mm -hmm. So... I decided to study um, holistic nutrition and health coaching. I spent a long time looking for a program that I liked because I wanted, I wanted it to go hand in hand. I wanted it to be both holistic, but I wanted to have the science aspect to it because there are many kinds of health coaches out there. Some of them are very, um, like they focus more on like, um, I don't know, detoxing and green juicing and things like that. For me, I'm, very, I'm a very analytical person. So I need the science. Show me the proof. Show me the facts. Show me how it works. Mm-hmm. Show me the physiology of the work, of the body, how it actually all intermingles and how the systems work together and the chemistry of it. So I was very lucky that I found a, a program that had both the holistic aspect and the science of nutrition. So my program was more than a thousand hours of nutrition, which is kind of crazy because I have a friend who has three specialties. She's an emergency doctor, she's a cardiologist, and she also does some, you know, that um, electrical testing they do for muscles and stuff. I forget what's the name Mm, of it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, And I asked her, so can you tell me in your three specialties, how many hours of nutrition did you have? And she was, I would say about 10 or 12. And I'm like, are you serious? Yes. So they give doctors a little bit of nutrition when they're studying diabetes and metabolism and stuff like that, but it's not a really in-depth approach to uh, getting to the root cause of what might be causing something. And making the connection between nutrition and the quality of your life is something that will change your life forever. Like, because there are things in the body that won't happen if you don't have the raw materials. I'll give you one example. Magnesium, for example, is involved in more than 300 bodily processes. And the thing is that imagine that you're a car. You can be a Mercedes, you can be a Beamer, you can be a super fancy car, but you decide not to take care of your transmission. You don't change the battery. You don't give it the fluids that it needs. It will run for a while, but it will stop running. Is the same with your body. Mm-hmm. If you don't give the, your body what it needs to do what it does, because we don't know the processes that are always running in the background, right? 
minerals are like catalysts. You need them for certain things to be to happen, like some I don't know, advanced energy production or detoxing of uh, things that happen in your brain, for example. And people don't realize that we have come to believe in modern society that you can eat whatever you want and be okay. Unfortunately, it's not that way. The body was made the way that it was made and it's, it's a perfect machine. I absolutely believe that the body fixes itself. That's what it does. That is what it's programmed to do. We fix ourselves every day. You change like your skeleton, you change it every 10 years. Your liver, you change it 150 to 500 days. It will take, it will, it will regenerate. But you have to be able to give your body what it needs. It won't happen on its own, right? Right. And it's so interesting because like, as you're telling me this and um, explaining the metaphor with the cars, I was also thinking about like plants, for example. You know, plants need sunlight, right? That's the basic thing. If it doesn't have sunlight, it's not going to grow. But we don't take a plant and then try to put it in a tanning bed, for example, and say, oh, hope that works out. It's, you know, superficial sunlight. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the same. And I mean, that's not to say that we can't, you know, artificially grow plants. But what I'm getting at is like we, with anything else but humans, it's like we wouldn't take something and try to feed it what it needs a different way. But we do that with ourselves without even thinking sometimes like, oh, it's fine. We can have these, you know, processed chips. Oh, it's fine. We can have this processed sugar. And we just don't really think anything of it. And it's not until you really investigate, well, what is that? And what is it doing? And sometimes you don't even see the the effects. But if you really explore it, then it's like, well, wait a minute. Like I'm not giving my body what it actually needs to survive. So of course I'm not going to feel my best. Yes, and there are so many things to consider. For example, the soils around the world are depleted because of the way we do agriculture, for example. If you plant the same crop over and over again, you will deplete the soil from certain minerals. So if the minerals are not in the soil, therefore they're not in the food, therefore you don't have them. And that's assuming you have a perfectly functional um, digestive system. What if you have food allergies? What if you have um, candida? What if you have parasites? What if you have an autoimmune disease that doesn't allow you to process everything that you eat? So people, it's, it's like a snowball. Imagine it starts really little, and then as you progress through life, it just the this, this snowball keeps getting bigger and bigger, and it just like becomes unmanageable at some point. And that's when a lot of chronic illnesses start to happen. That's just from a nutritional point of view. Imagine all the stress that people go through through life and that they experience through in their lives, plus all the trauma, plus all the pressures from society and all of that. And your genetics also play a factor in, in the illnesses that you may develop. Also, um, your environment. Are you living in a beautiful home? Are you living in a, in a clean home where there's no fungi? Are you getting fresh air? There are so many variables. Absolutely. As you're sharing this, I'm thinking of my own experience, which I did want to touch on. I still don't really know. I mean, the hardest part, and I think you were kind of explaining this with your own story, the hardest thing is that sometimes we don't have the answers and you're going from doctor to doctor being like, I want an answer. And like, that's how I was. Um, at the, all last year and kind of at the start of this year, I was feeling like chronically tired and just exhausted. And I was breaking out in hives all the time and just itchy and like getting like weird hot flashes and just feeling like bloated. And I'm like, okay, what is happening? Because it was just like a, a chronic cycle. Um, 
And it was like one of those things where, you know, go to different doctors and it's like, well, everything seems fine. Oh, we can test you for allergies. You know, that's a couple thousands of dollars. And I'm like, well, what if I'm not allergic to any, you know, anyways, it was this whole thing of no answers. And then I just started saying like, okay, well, what if I just cut out a bunch of things that I know are probably not contributing? So I started with alcohol and cut out alcohol. And then I was like, all right, let's cut out processed foods. Okay, let's cut out processed cheese and dairy. Okay. And so I like cut down to like the essential things, you know, like the fruits and the vegetables and, um, you know, nuts and just tried to like not have all the other outside things that aren't necessarily, you know, quote bad, but just weren't working for me and just really try to focus on like, okay, let's get the least inflammatory and the most natural things into my body and see how that goes. And if nothing else, at least let's try it. And I did that for eight weeks. And it was the change that I experienced in that eight week period was, I mean, it was mind blowing. I went from feeling like I didn't even have the energy to like get through my morning routine to being like, wow, I feel amazing. I can't wait to go to the gym. I'm, I'm alive. I'm happy. It was crazy. And so that to me and my little bubble of experience was so powerful because it's like, I need to pay attention to what my body is saying. And I think so many of us, we either don't make the connections or we don't listen. And we think like, oh, we're fine. Like I'll just deal with, you know, this work stress. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. And realistically we're not, we have to listen to our bodies and give our bodies what they need. It's exactly that. But sometimes people have to come to a place where they're really uncomfortable to actually make the changes. If it's not painful enough, if it's not annoying enough, in my experience, people won't make the sacrifices that will actually bring the change about. People have to really, really want it. And sometimes the things that the the modern times were so bombarded with information all the time, there are so many diets out there. You can be keto, paleo, all kinds of stuff. And people don't know how to um, troubleshoot themselves. They have lost that connection to their own bodies. We live in our heads a lot. We are very distracted constantly. We're being bombarded with information. And people have very short attention spans and people want to run on coffee. And unfortunately, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I relate to that. I, uh, it's That's one of those things like a coping mechanism almost. It's like, well, I'm exhausted. So what else am I going to do? But I'll just, you know, settle and drink this coffee. And it's like, okay, I'm contributing to more of the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you can develop adrenal burnout. And that is, it's challenging to rebalance your adrenals once they are exhausted like that. It takes a while to bring them back to health as well, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so amazed with the just the craziness of your personal experience and putting myself in your shoes, like in your thirties, having to go through something where you truly feel like, like you're at rock bottom. Like, how can you get through this? I can't, I'm not functioning normally. I'm not walking normally. I don't know where I am. Like everything came crashing down on you. That's, it's just so, it's so crazy how that can happen, but it's even crazier to me, like how you can be where you are right now, where you've completely pivoted your entire life by learning what it was that your body was trying to tell you. That's so powerful for everyone just to pay attention to. Well, that's one of the main things that I, that I like to communicate in, in a way like, that I preach. Like there is hope. The body fixes itself. You, it's not a lost cause. There's always something you can do to improve your quality of life. Like it won't happen right away. But it will happen little by little. If 
like with the proper um, stress management techniques and nutrition and mindset, all of those things can come become a reality for pretty much anyone. Um, you have the power to change your 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 life. It's it's actually that's something something tangible that I act, absolutely believe in. Um, nobody should have to live in pain or be uncomfortable, because the thing is that people have different different thresholds for pain too, right? For me, something might be so super painful, and for other people, it might not be painful at all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so navigating those different thresholds and the the subtle differences with our body systems is also helpful too so you can understand you know like this this is going to affect me differently than somebody else this is what my body's going to feel especially when you think about allergies and intolerances and all of those other things too absolutely i think one of the main things that i've learned from this experience is that um, not giving up persevering, not throwing the towel and say, okay, I'm calling it a day. This is my life. This is how it's going to be. Um, yeah. That's Thanks. so powerful. Yes. Um, and the knowledge is out there. There is always, there is always like a practitioner for everyone because there is so much out there. There's acupuncture, there is um, massage. There are so many things that people can um, find in their own healing journey that will actually work for them because as you said everybody's different right yeah so what would you say if somebody's listening to this and they're just feeling off in some way or they feel I don't know disconnected from their body or that they're struggling with something what would you say just as a word of advice for kind of a first step in the healing journey I think the first thing would, would be to recognize that uh, you cannot go on like this and decide that this is the time when you're going to address the issue, that you will find your answers. I love that. Very actionable kind of the first thing you have to do is decide you want to make a change in anything in life, right? If, you, yes. if you're not willing to say, I'm going to make a change, then you're going to be stuck there in that spiral. So I love that. And then for, for listeners that are interested in, in getting in touch with you, where can they find you? I'm always um, available on Instagram. They can send me a DM or they can send me an email at info at elifabra.com. Wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm just so encouraged by your story and just the fact that you know, everything you've shared has just been so powerful in terms of, you know, listening to your body, recognizing that you need a change. And I love what you said about not giving up, you know, the, the information is out there and especially the hope is out there. The hope is real. Um, and I just really appreciate you not only being willing to share this, you know, the story and your journey with all my listeners, but just providing that hope, I think, especially right now with everything going on in the world, just, people hearing that hope and knowing it's going to be okay. I can figure this out. There are answers. There are solutions. It's just so meaningful. So just want to thank you so much for, for your vulnerability and your willingness to just share your experience and your hope with, with all of us. Well, thank you for having me. It was absolutely lovely. And um, yeah, I think that's a, the last thing that I want to reiterate. There's absolutely hope. The box, the body fixes itself. Everything is temporary um even when it seems the darkest the sun always comes out um even when i thought that you know there were moments in my life that i felt actually that the life was ebbing out of me 
Uh, but I knew it was not my time to go and that I wanted to help other people to find their own strength and help them along their healing journey.